the Egg Sausage Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 39 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Nabyar. The lovely lady over there is the Dapper Dame. And tonight we are chatting about worldly events that we can't ignore yet again. Uh, I know that we just talked about COVID a couple weeks ago, um, but uh, but more specifically now, um, the Black Lives Matter movement that is happening, uh, not only in our country, but throughout the world, which yeah. uh, is a feels good man moment, right? Like, Absolutely. Very impactful, very impactful. Um, but uh, sort of with the COVID thing, I wanted to just ask you right off the bat, um, how how is Atlanta being affected right now? Like what's, what's happening over there? I really haven't noticed too much personally that's been happening in Atlanta, but -hmm. there's been a lot happening. So it's easy to miss. So since this started, which is about four to five days ago, this is the first night we don't have a curfew. Oh, so they did it right off the bat. First day when everything started happening. Yeah. There was a curfew in Atlanta because the protests were getting a little crazy, a little out of hand in the sense of like property destruction, local businesses were being smashed. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but I was following like the live tweets on Twitter, Mm. but I I think it was the first or the second night when things really popped off, there was a Walgreens that was broken into. And if you've been in like a big metropolis, like there's mostly like at ground level, there's businesses. And then like above that is like another, you know, 10 floors of offices. Right. So that ground floor Walgreens got set on fire Mm. and they broke into Walgreens and a bank and like defaced CNN and like all kinds of different buildings. So since then there was a curfew and tonight's the first night we don't have it. I'm very surprised we did not enact one the first night, but it's, it's weird with St. Louis because we as a city have like been angry over this before, uh, three times. Uh, I think St. Louis was definitely, especially in the 2014 case of, of Michael Brown, like that was sort of the, the start of, of black lives matter, uh, not as a whole, but I think that's what really like sprung it into the limelight was like all the Ferguson protests and subsequent riots from that. Um, but actually they enacted the, uh, curfew last night and they're continuing it in, they said indefinitely, which I mean, that's, you know, who, who knows, yeah. you know, it could be a week, it could be a couple of weeks, it could be a month, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to what I was saying is, um, I feel like they weren't necessarily turning into uh, riots off the bat, you know, they were doing peaceful protests, which, you know, seemed to be working, but, you know, I mean with that anger that's always bubbling underneath the surface, like it's bound to happen, you know? And unfortunately, like a lot of people love to like zero in on that, you know, and view side on, on like not, well, basically people that maybe don't believe in the movement, you know, or like want to disenfranchise the movement. Right. Like, gotcha. you know, they, they like, especially the media too. Right. Like they just want to, like, they want to, bring out stories that get clicks, you know, it's, it's a tell old tale now, right. Since the digital age, um, whatever gets clicks, they're going to put out. And yeah, mostly what I've seen, seen from the media is 
the rioting and the mishaps and things like that. Like you really don't hear as much about the peaceful protests that are successful or stand in sit ins, things like that. Yeah, 100%. Like you have to dig deeper into like personal Twitter accounts or Instagram accounts or, you know, other facets of social media that show actually what's happening on the ground level. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting that your guys's curfew just started. Was there an event that tripped it off or is it just because of like the longevity of the protests or I don't think that there was a certain event. Um I did okay. see personal like, you know, social media video of three or yeah, not last night but two nights ago of them in like basically the actually it was right by um, it was right by our extra life event, uh, place right by that building oh. in downtown St. Louis, uh, that they were trying to smash windows, et cetera, et cetera, loot stuff. Um, but obviously these things are happening, you know, after like after dark, after, after these peaceful protests are, are, are over with. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, they, they decided to, to enforce the curfew. I don't know how well it's going. Uh, I have not ventured downtown myself. I did have a friend on Facebook who ventured into Ferguson, which again, you know, with the whole Michael Brown thing, that's where a lot of things popped off as far as the movement goes. Um, and it mm -hmm. seemed relatively peaceful. Not too much was damaged or anything like that. But again, I haven't, I haven't seen downtown extensively personally. So. Yeah. I haven't been in downtown Atlanta since everything started. And it's, oh man. So I talked about this a little bit on my stream and it was really difficult. It was really difficult to talk about, not in the sense that I didn't want to talk about it, but that it's really just a heartbreaking subject. Yeah. Like when things like human rights come up and you're like, I don't understand. We're all humans. We all, for the most part, have the same basic needs and want the same things. And some people aren't allowed to do or have those things it just baffles me yeah it's oh, uh man. it's an it's a very heavy it's a very heavy topic right like it's again like i i just i hate how media portrays you know just the the riots being the only part of this it's uh it's just so easy to disfranchise the movement as a whole and you know, even me personally, whenever it first happened, like I didn't understand the movement as a whole, you know, I had to go out and talk to people and get educated myself. And so for me personally, um, you know, talking, just talking to people like is, is a positive step forward. Um, you know, even like, if you don't go protest, I think that talking to fellow humans about something that's such a a a fragile fickle thing like like that is life you know i mean yeah uh, a man lost his life for for us to reach this level you know and that's uh it's a, it's a it's a it's a terrible thing but like in some ways it's it's opening people's eyes like it's a good thing in that way right like you have to shove this ugly thing into your face and be like look this is what's happening you know um i actually that just 
made me think of a really powerful thing that I read as well is that um, the the police like this this was the clearest case right that we've seen of of this level of police against people of color right uh clearest in the sense that we now have like technology and things like that on our side to document every step of it every step of it correct correct and like who knows how long this has been happening before that right too long <laughs> right exactly exactly like i'm pretty sure in 1992 in LA, like that, that video was pretty clear if I remember correctly, but not nearly as clear as what we had with George Floyd. And the ability to share it is very powerful. Share it and upload it instantly to a cloud, right? Cause like, yeah. you know, I'm sure that there's been times that a cop has, you know, taken a phone or a video camera and done with the what done what they want with the evidence you know whereas i lost it yeah whereas now you know we have the capability to instantly back stuff up and you know and have it available and have the um the level of transparency you know and it's so insane how quickly things can spread because i mean i spent a huge portion of last weekend on Twitter following all of these things and retweeting like as much information as I could. And I would see the tweet happen, you know, two seconds later and I'd retweet it and I'd go back and check and there's already like a thousand more. So like Damn. more like it's crazy. It's crazy how fast information can spread. But I really think that that ability is kind of on our side in that movement. Yes. Because I know I've talked plenty about like how social media can distort, you know, a lot of things, you know, oh, all the yeah. time. The, the amount of misinformation that has also happened is kind of insane. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I saw something really like just sort of terrifying and disgusting um, is and, and I'm I'm fairly certain it was fake. I didn't look super deep into it. Um but the fact that like truckers were basically saying that they were going to run over protesters if they blocked the highways i, I was like hear that that's fucked up really fucked up um I, I i'm pretty sure it was fake though i'm pretty sure it was fake but either way it's it's just shit like that that's i don't know god it's it's such a catch 22 sometimes um i like i'm totally glad that the movement um is be is is able to be furthered and people are easier you know people are more e god english um people can <laughs> show their support more easily towards what's going on et cetera, et cetera, with social media absolutely but man i saw that and it just was a very sore because like i loved it i loved like seeing the veracity of of just like love and support and acknowledgement um that was all over social media um and yeah, and the internet can be a really powerful force if it, if it's like if it's for the good right <laughs> you know like i mean honestly anything <laughs> even like cancel culture sometimes that gets out of hand but when you give people 
the information and the right tools and like the ability to do all this stuff. Like if you go on Black Lives Matter, I think it's .co, it's not .com, you can look at all the resources that they've just super easily laid out for you. Like if you mm. don't want to go to protests, you can still sign petitions. You can donate to bail funds of people who have been wrongfully prosecuted during protests. You can, uh, they've listed like different, um, like, was it like lawyers and things like that? Like if you need like a pro bono lawyer, if you can't afford uh, representation, there's like so many available resources at like two clicks of a button. Like it's so easy and it's so nice that it's there. Yeah, I had like a I had a friend that had concerns over going to protest because of COVID and all that, and I totally understand that. Um, oh, I it was really nice to like see a lot of people wearing masks and stuff and still trying their best given the situation to be safe. Um, but that's mm -hmm. aside from the point. Um, but you know, no, just I think it's part of it. I, I think th like a month ago we were terrified to go outside because we would get sick and we could infect our family, and now people are like, all right, this matters more fuck it let's go outside yeah it it says something to the level of like how much this has been going on and how much this has been building and how many people are participating yeah 100 100 like, again like it's so crazy like see the worldwide support i just think that's so cool it's so, so cool because cool. i've had a lot of european people in my community that are like, we're so far away. Like, how do we help? You know, like I'm mm. not directly involved or affected by this and I'm so far that like, what do I do? And to see those like protests in other countries and, you know, making like awareness, a global thing is pretty amazing. And we did it by the internet. Yeah. And we did it by the internet. There was a, I think I saw a picture that there was like a riot or a protest or some kind of sit-in and every 50 like all 50 states yeah i think i think you're correct i think you're correct yeah um there was actually like a yeah there was there was a little uh data you know overlay thing that was graphic. on yeah a little little nice graphic that they post on uh the subreddit data is beautiful if you guys haven't checked that out if you're like if you're a data nerd you'll love that subreddit but uh, they had like, you know, the amount of protests that happened per state, you know, and then like, obviously, like if it's like warmer, it, it has more protests, you know, per state. And if it's colder, you know, that type of thing. I think um, that's why it like really popped off here in Atlanta because we're in 80s every day. So like it's beautiful weather to stand outside all day long. That too. That too. Yeah. The weather definitely cooperated for us as far as all the protests uh, went. I know it rained a little bit last night and there were still more protests going on, um, especially like in places outside of the immediate like St. Louis city. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was cool to see that as well. Um, for people that don't know, like that is sort of like uh, a, a issue with St. Louis historically has been, I know I've mentioned this before again on, on the podcast, but the city versus county type thing that we have going on. But a lot of people, you know, look at the county as sort of this separate thing from the city. And it's like the safe haven away from, you know, the city life, you know, the the craziness that goes on there, you know, and, and all this. Like it's so deranged. Or yeah, ex exactly. Exactly. Um, but they were doing protests out in the county as well. And of course very peaceful um and and all went well so um, did you see the ones happening in denver colorado of everybody laying down 
No, I did not. Yeah, there were hundreds, if not thousands of people laying down on the ground with their their hands on their back like they were being arrested like George Floyd was and they were yelling, I can't breathe. Wow. I bet that was. I fucking cried. I'm like getting a little emotional right now. <laughs> it's hard to talk about without like it really pulling on your heartstrings. I just, I just feel like that. I would, I would most definitely cry if I saw that. There's, that's that. You just describing it, just like it sounds very powerful, right? It is. It's. Oh my god, the fact that it happened is disgusting, and so many people realize that, and like t- doing something like that really it. It puts it right in your face and you can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that especially people in St. Louis having gone through, you know, we've gone through protests and riots in 2014, 2015, and 2017. Um, for every it, two years. It, it's crazy. Like St. Louis PD, I, we could do, honestly, no bullshit. We could do a podcast just on St. Louis PD. I'm not like just all the shenanigans. I don't know much about it. Just all the shenanigans that they've done as a police force, we could do an hour podcast on. Maybe more. Like corrupt wise? Yes. Oh, yikes. Yes. Um, I totally lost my train of thought because I was getting pissed off at St. Louis PD. <laughs> um, uh, I was saying the Denver protest was right in your face and you can't ignore it. Um, jogs your, your peanut at all? Nope, it doesn't. But okay, I, I, I was thinking of something before um, as well when you're talking about the whole um, the bail uh, funds and everything. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good idea. Um, super quick, super legit. You can go there and I mean, listen, people, you know, we don't have to tell you this. Five bucks from a million people is five million dollars. That's huge, right? Like that, that would pay a lot of people's bails. Um, but that also sparked the thought I read today that Logan Paul was live streaming at a protest was not rioting, was not looting, but got arrested for basically similar charges. Can you fucking believe that? And they have the quote unquote evidence because he was live streaming it. Can you fucking I'm believe that? really curious what bullshit out of context clip they're going to take mm. and say that this is relevant. Are you yeah. Like, what? Yeah. And I'm not a Logan Paul fan, but like he also oh, went, neither. he went on Twitter and like made a pretty, I, I don't, I don't even know the word for it. Like it, it's just so out of his character, but maybe like I, Logan Paul is a character, right? Like, he is. And a very controversial one sometimes with yes. the shit he's pulled in the past. Yes. Um, but his speech that he had on his Twitter account, I was like, damn, dude, like good for you. And yeah, it already has 15 million views. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I like even uh Andy Milanakis had that that tweet where um he was talking about the SpaceX uh thing and he was like you guys picked a good time to leave Earth and he got like Oh fuck yeah. It was it went totally viral, but I went and watched his live stream and he was just, you know, he was talking about the tweet and stuff and he's like he's like, "Look guys, like I have a platform. Like it would be stupid for me to not speak out about this, you know, like I have a huge following, like blah blah blah." And I'm just like that's probably how Logan Paul felt. You know what I mean? It's, 
But even oh yeah, he has millions of YouTube followers and subscribers and Twitter followers. So the fact that he was willing to essentially risk it, um, because some people are not saying anything because they're like a little bit of like a coward and saying like, oh well, if I polarize myself in this way and take a direct stance, I'll lose X amount of whatever. Well, fuck them. You don't need them if they don't support BLM. Fuck them. Like. Straight up. But yeah, honestly, if if someone is willing to have the conversation with you, be like, I don't understand this. Why is this so important or pivotal or whatever, you know, then sure. But if they straight up unfollow you because you post something with the hashtag BLM, like, no, you don't need that. Yeah, I think um, I think it's important to have it's important to have those conversations um, if you're unsure of what the movement is or maybe your perception of the movement has been skewed by social Mm -hmm. media by regular media by maybe a personal experience that you've had whatever that may be you know there's all there's all this noise you know going on that um is trying to take you away from what it really is and i think that this particular event has has never made it so clear as to what the fuck is the actual problem right yes i totally agree um so i had to do a little bit of self-educating on exactly that at what the root of the problem is and good for you thank you (laughs) i am very aware of my personal flaws And it has taken years for me to realize what I don't know. And one thing I don't know and still don't know enough about is where this started and why it has manifested into this big, ugly beast that it is, that is like so oppressive and so against this huge minority. I know people use the word minority because majority of America is white, but it's not really that way anymore. Mm -hmm. and i went through this really long tweet like a thread that nega oryx posted and it was so well put together in the sense that it's not something that happened yesterday like Mm -hmm. the way that america was built was to put eurocentric people first Mm -hmm. because that's who settled the country and at the time there was black slavery and that's where certain laws and rules became put in place and we never really got rid of certain ones or our mindset towards certain things and it just grew and grew so it w- it's really like america was built to oppress black people yeah the echoes there, there's just so many echoes right maybe the echo is very small you know because we are you know it's it's nice to say that you know racism is is lessening you know every day Um, Mm -hmm. but the echoes are still there and some people are even oppressing in small ways and they may not know it, you know, um, which it's important to do like what you did and educate yourself, um, on stuff like that. Like I was so happy to like that. I can't remember if you asked or, or I told you and you, you admitted that you didn't know about it either way. I like, I'm happy um, about Michael Brown, you know, the, the pivotal thing that happened in St. Louis, um, 
that that kind of sprung this again. I know I've repeated that about three times now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's important to say those people's names, though, because people, they, they forget quickly. Mm -hmm. They forget. It, it's easy to forget because you move on. What's the new thing? What's happened in the news today? And a lot of people weren't saying the names of the people that are directly affected, like George Floyd. Right. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's, it's easy. It's easy, right? Like I, I, it was kind of depressing. <laughs> I went through, I went through and looked uh, on Wikipedia for all of the times that we've had major civil unrest in, in America. Mm -hmm. And, um, this list is pretty disgusting. Like there's a lot of fucking shit going on, but it also makes me sad to see St. Louis in here. Like kind of a lot. Um, but again, you know, the movement has to start somewhere. You have to, you have to build steam somewhere. And, uh, that's, yeah, kind of lost my thought there, but <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Did you participate in blackout Tuesday? So it was interesting about that. Um, the people that started it were two African-American musicians that wanted to basically fight back against big music, um, basically using people of color, specifically black people for their financial gain. And people were tagging the blackout Tuesday with BLM and they were blacking out like the movement essentially whenever you went to go to the hashtag. Yeah, so it got a little fucked up on the internet. Yeah. So what I knew it to be was you were not supposed to use the Black Lives Matter tag with the Blackout Tuesday tag. Correct, correct. They were two separate things. It was supposed to be a day that highlighted resources and highlighted things that could be potentially useful to people in this movement. Right. And it got game of telephone you know it kind of got muddled up at the end and people fucked it up a little bit in the middle because i was looking at instagram and i was like okay blackout tuesday and it was just so many or i went to black lives matter and it was just so many like black squares and like no resources and oh it, it got like corrected towards the end of the day but it got a little little fuddled up there but that's that is that's a perfect example of, of how things get skewed on the internet. Like this is why we need to go out and, and talk to each other or, or at least converse with each other one-on-one. -on -one, uh, even if the, even if that's over social media, um, I, like I just, I just think for me personally, that's the way that I like to do my, I, I, if you want to call it activism, sure. Um, but just t having conversations that are tough to have with people who, quite frankly, might be a little dense. And I, I mean, would... with anybody, honestly, because then you figure out where you stand. Mm. Um, Good point. As, like they ask questions or refute what you're saying or whatever happens as well as educating the other person. And then maybe they have something to offer, whether it's not knowing or whether it's other information, you know, just literally having a conversation with people just yeah. helps. 
Yeah, I've been saying that for quite a while. Um, ever since I sort of went down the rabbit hole of how much uh, stuff on the internet is actually fake. Um, I want to say like 60, 40, 60 being fake. I want to say probably that's accurate. I want to say probably more. Really? At least if you want to put sensationalized also in the category of fake, I would definitely Ooh. say more than 60%. Yeah, if you're going with like exaggerated or taking clips that you deem relevant but not including the whole context, then it's like 90%, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I and we could we could do a podcast about it for sure. We could do a whole hour. So let's not get too off track with that because I will. <laughs> I will. Um, but so I I I've deemed that a very important thing. Um, whether that be uh, me talking to a random person over a beer at a at a bar, or or me talking to a friend about something that they posted that might be a little ignorant, you know, or or whatever. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because even though their heart might be in the right place, it still can disenfranchise whatever movement or whatever socioeconomic thing. Is actually happening versus what is in the media so for example and i've had this conversation with a couple people how do you feel about people using the term all lives matter instead of black lives matter right so i wish i could show you guys this comic strip because if i if i said the comic strip out loud it really wouldn't make a lot of sense i guess the one about houses yes do you, I mean, do you, do you think that would be worth actually saying? So like to I have a slightly more, uh, audio friendly, audio friendly, uh, metaphor, I guess you could say lay it on us. So let's say you went to the doctor and you broke your ankle and your broken ankle is black lives matter and your entire body is all lives matter. And the doctor starts checking out your your elbow and your wrist and your ribs and you're like no that's not what the problem is right now. Like yeah, we know that the elbow, the wrist and the ribs are very important, but right now what's hurting and what needs help is what's broken. And what's broken right now is black lives matter. Yeah, and there's people trying to amputate that foot. Yeah, they're trying to like segment it off and we're like nope, not going to talk about it or I don't like or just over that. Yeah. Or just ignore yeah. it. I'm just going to have a bum foot for the rest of my life. Fuck yeah, it. But pe people grouping in black people with everybody and saying all lives matter. I get what you're talking about. We're not saying that all lives don't matter. We're just saying right now what's hurting and what's important is black lives matter. Yeah. It's not black lives over all these other people. You know, it's not black lives first, right? It's yeah. It's black lives matter too. You know, yeah, and 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 right now especially, yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. And I've had a couple of people say all lives matter, and I'm like, you're not wrong, but that's not what we're focusing on. Yeah, I mean that's that to the T. That's what I've had to tell people, and you know, I've had people like evade um, saying anything about the movement directly, but like also tiptoe and say that all lives matter, like tiptoe around it, and I'm just like. Well, okay, like you can give me the political answer, right? 
Like that's a very ooh, see, ooh that mm, that's one of those things that grinds my gears is when people make a human's right issue a political issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they can do that very easily by again like dismissing the real issue, right? That's like a very um it's just like a very politician y lawyery type of thing to do, right? Is to like kind of sidestep the real issue at hand and like like answering your question with a question or something, you know? Yes. Yes. Um yeah, I mean like I got accused of race baiting for asking if Black Lives Matter and like that's a little it's a little insane. But uh, you know, I mean I it, again, like that's what makes a conversation like it makes it have weight and like it's tough, right? Like we were talking about recording on Wednesday night and like I had that conversation I think on Tuesday and I was just like still mentally weighed down from it because you know, you want you want to try to make people understand, but like some people will really fight you. And Oh yeah, did you see White Out Wednesday? No, what? Yeah. Oh my god. So no. it started as like a a white power kind of thing in response to Blackout Tuesday. Jesus. But what was hilarious was K-pop stands took it over and just started like using that hashtag and spamming it with like different pictures of like K-pop bands. Yes. <laughs> so it got completely taken over by K-pop and the original message was totally lost. Thank God. Holy shit. Well, I did I, see I saw that trending on Twitter and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. No, I think the you've got to be kidding me moment for me was seeing the TikTok thing, the I can't breathe TikTok thing where it was I like that. It was like the Tide Pod challenge, but it's the I can't breathe challenge. And it's people fucking kneeling on each other's heads for X amount of time to see who can do it the longest. Like, and, and it was younger kids. It was younger kids. And of course it is. Th those are, those are the people that we need to like get through to, um, quickly because they're so impressionable. They're so impressionable. Yeah. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, those are the people, people. <laughs> Especially if it becomes a trend and, like, your friends are doing it or, yes. like, big TikTok people are doing it. And they're yes. like, oh, let's see if we can do it. You know? No. Oh, my God. Let's stop making influencers so, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go down the road of that, but, like. Uh, man, I influencers don't know how much power they have over teenagers. They really don't. I think as a whole, and again, this is generalizing all influencers together. There's definitely like a Venn diagram of some kind in there. Mm. But I, I want to say that influencers with huge platforms are aware of their impact, but become very aware of their impact after certain content is put out. Yeah, I would imagine that there is a certain point. I would hope anyway. Well, depending on the age of the influencer too, right? Like if they're younger than 25, there is still a chance that they're just so oblivious, you know, that they're, they don't even understand or grasp the magnitude of pull that they have with people. Um, 
But I, I would like to think that there is stuff like that that happens that makes them sit back and go, damn. Damn, I, I, I made that fucked up thing happen or hopefully that great thing or whatever, you know. Um, that may not be the case all the time. Unfortunately not. Unfortunately. But I do think a lot of influencers and people with big platforms are doing exactly what they should be doing in these times, mm. which is making very loud statements about how they feel joining protests signing petitions donating to bail funds like they're making the right moves have you seen companies just doing it to do it just to like virtue signal and be like we're part of it too um i haven't seen it as much with the black lives matter but I've seen a lot with, because June is also Pride Month. It's a whole month of gay pride. So I've seen a lot of that happening right now. Yeah, that too. That too. But uh, one comes to mind, and that's uh, Blizzard. And mm. if you guys remember, we talked about this on the podcast. A little person called Blitzchung, you know, protested the Hong Kong thing. and I, Yeah, that went very bad for Blizzard. And now Blizzard is like, we support BLM. And it's just like, this is the most bullshit fucking thing I've ever read in my entire fucking life. Like, you're so going to... Can you give, like, a short little synapse, like a little TLDR of what happened with that? It's... Okay, so if you guys don't know, obviously, I mean, you should know that Hong Kong protests are still going on. Still. We made this podcast, like, how many fucking weeks ago? Um, I don't know. And then, like, once Why? COVID subsided, like, they're back out on the street. Like, they're still fucking doing the damn thing. Um, but anyhow, during a Grandmasters tour of for Hearthstone, which is like their big Blizzard sponsor tour, uh, one of the players after his win had made a stand with the Hong Kongers, you know, in protest against China. And since Blizzard has a lot of stake in, well, China has a lot of stake in Blizzard, should I say, uh, they basically wiped that off the map, did not want it to happen, so they, like, and so forth. cut the live feed, yeah. swept him off the stage. Yeah, the whole nine, the whole nine. And now they want to sit here and, and say that they're with, with Black Lives Matter. I, it's just so disingenuous. I don't know. Like, I just... I saw that, and there's been memes going around about, you know... Oh, I'm sure. The, like, there was one meme that was like, um... Uh, dang, what was it? it? It was something like, Blitzchung remembers, like, the Pepperidge Farm thing. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it's like, it's like their very generic Black Lives Matter statement, and then, like, under that is, like, bl like Blitzchung remembers. <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, so it's... It, yeah it, it's 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 just not genuine it's not you no, can just it tell feels like bullshit like i didn't even see it or read it and it just feels like bullshit like yeah. you're only making that statement because maybe you don't have shareholders or whatever that's going to be affected by it exactly exactly and granted yes they did come out and like give a full apology about the whole blitzstrung situation but I, I still think even that apology was not genuine. Um, 
I think it only happened because the internet lost their fucking mind over it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why companies like Blizzard, who have had rocky pasts, you know, whether or not, you know, those, you know, obviously, like, they, they don't reflect the the blizzard employee staff or anything like that but but the shareholders obviously have something to say um you know it's it's like uh who has stake over these companies where they have to seem you know like they're pro blm to save uh to save some money in the future right like it's almost like the company is like a puppet and all the strings are the shareholders yeah yeah, it's uh quite unfortunate. That's but that's uh how it works. How it works. Did you happen to see Nickelodeon's statement on it? They did it worldwide and they did it on their network. No, I did not. Let me pull do it up you have a yeah, I was going to say do you have a quick uh I something over there? I it because I was like holy shit. Like I grew up watching Nickelodeon and I was really impressed. So it it was four different dialogue panels. Okay. And it started with Nickelodeon is going off the air for eight minutes and 46 seconds in support of justice, equality, and human rights. You have the right to be seen, heard, and respected as a citizen of the world. You have the right to a world that is peaceful. You have the right to be treated with equality regardless of the color of your skin. You have the right to be protected from harm, injustice, and hatred. You have the right to an education that prepares you to run the world. You have the right to your opinions and feelings, even if others don't agree with them. And they put that on a bright orange screen with yellow text for eight minutes and 46 seconds on air and cut all programs. Mm. Yeah, who's cutting the onions? <laughs> um. uh, dude, yeah. Like Nickelodeon is such a massive network that has been around for so long and for them to be like you know what this is what's important right now is probably not an easy decision to convince everybody of as a company that 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 is that huge and is that young audience focus i think it's super important that somebody like nickelodeon is doing that because of that yeah. because of their demographic um versus i'm trying to think of a company that like had a more blizzard like or something yeah I, well i was gonna say like a company more in line with like the bullshittery that blizzard put out you know like a like a two sentence uh thing you know oh i don't know like fox or, news or something I, yeah whatever <laughs> but just like yeah i mean it's that that's not impactful uh like i i guarantee everybody that saw the blizzard one was just like yeah okay whatever bye like you're you're yeah we like this is this doesn't impact anyone um but yeah, yeah i'm, but I'm glad your demographic and you're like these are things that are important and these are things that we deem very near and dear to our hearts and we want to share it with you i think it was it was really touching it was really touching and genuine i feel i feel that was very very genuine yeah it was thought out it it didn't seem like some kind of recycled jargon that all companies are pushing out like it seemed very heartfelt definitely 
Yeah, and I think it's also a cool idea that they did the they did the time as well. That was yeah, that's good. I yeah, like it that. wasn't just a quick slideshow that you could maybe ignore. Like they've kept it up there. Yeah, yeah. I uh I was really proud of what uh what Reddit did, just something really small though, was they changed the color of their logo, which they've never done, uh, to a black logo. So that was pretty neat. Ooh, so Spotify on Blackout Tuesday, there was like, you know, normally there's like a square like album cover type thing for like each playlist. They were all black on that day that I logged in. Did I and miss every that? single every single description instead of like R and B jazz that makes you feel good. Every single description was Black Lives Matter. I they I think they maybe had done that for like a certain amount of time. Because I'm it was I must, gone on Wednesday. I must have missed that. I did work on Tuesday, so I definitely used Spotify at some point. I missed that, but that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I, again, like it, it sucks that it had to come to this, but this is the biggest fucking response. Like the biggest outcry we have seen since the movement, which is cool, which is great. You know, I like it's, it had to happen sooner or later, you know, um, sucks that it wasn't sooner, but sometimes you need a launching point to propel something like this and this really unfortunate sad and disgusting event slash events that happened because it wasn't just george floyd it was multiple people mm -hmm. and it's it's really propelled things did you happen to see his daughter saying that oh my god daddy I mean, changed you want, the world and that's and that's the fucking truth like i'm getting shivers talking about this right now but like he he did all the, all the people did, but like that for her to, for her to see the light emb embrace this. that. Yeah. See, see the good in that and, and embrace what, what happened. Uh, even though she may not fully embrace it at her age, but like that is the motherfucking truth, you know? Uh, but to see so many people straight up outraged and to come together in the name of your father is of course oh my god yeah she I can't won't even imagine she won't understand the magnitude of that so i can only see her going on to do if she's embracing what she can now i can only see her going on to do amazing things for this world um not not so. only for america but for the world like seriously um yeah she she's a beacon you know, she's a beacon. Yeah, I, I think I saw that this morning on Twitter and mm -hmm. it was like her, like on somebody's shoulders and they're like holding her arms out. And it was just a clip, a clip of her saying, daddy changed the world. And it yeah. just snapped my little squishy heart right in two. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's about all you can say about that one. <laughs> oh, uh, as we God. both, as we both awkwardly chuckle to like avoid trying, like crying on, on the podcast. <laughs> oh that would not be cute audio like i already cried on my my stream for like an hour and it was 
it's not cute. I'm not like one of those people that like sniffles and like wipes a tear away and is done with it. Like, no, I'm like full congested, snotty, disgusting red mess when I cry. Yeah, I'm an ugly trying to like ugly crier dams behind my my little tear ducts right now. Yeah, I'm an ugly crier. (laughs) I am like that Kim Kardashian meme, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yes. Oh, yes. fuck. Yeah, I deal with uh, really uncomfortable situations with humor, but sometimes there's just no humor to be there. So I'm just sniffling in the background. Don't mind me. Exactly. Well, I mean, again, uh, we'll we'll post um, some resources. And, and again, like I think it's important to to really kind of hit home on you don't have to go out and protest to be part of the movement. You don't have to donate to be part of the movement literally having a educating yourself and having a conversation with a fellow human is being part of the movement. I think that's really important. Yes, absolutely. And some people say that their social media may not warrant the conversation on that platform, but even if you have a single follower or two followers and you post about this and they're like, Hmm, I'm curious. I'll click it. You know, Mm Mm-hmm. That that's still getting the word to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, we'll have we'll have some resources for you guys for sure. I promise I will post them. I know I've said this before. I was like, I'm gonna post that random link of a random website that we talked about at minute thirty seven and a half of the podcast, and then I forget to put it in the description. I promise you on everything, we will have links or a at least a link uh but i mean i'm sure all of you are good and smart enough humans to know how to use the google machine to get where you need to go if you would like to educate yourself donate protest uh all of the above uh um simply acknowledging it you know is is also a step and, and if uh, you don't have the words or don't know what to say literally just go on twitter and go to the hashtag Black Lives Matter and you will see so many people like yelling at the top of their lungs all this information and resources and clips and videos that you can just retweet. That's that's very sound advice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um because even even there, you know, uh you can you can further educate yourself. So Absolutely. Yeah, cuz for the, for the first couple of days that this happened, I was a little bit like awestruck that this had happened and that the uproar happened so quickly. And I just took like a day or two to just absorb it. And it quickly became almost like a bullet hole. And then it spider webbed from there and everyone just became so affected so quickly. And when we talked about, I think we talked about this like over the weekend and I was like, I don't know how you feel about it but we need to talk about black lives matter this week. And you're like, I'm down. Absolutely. What you want to talk about. And yep. So here we are using our platform and in, in any way we can, you know, I, I forget a lot that we have maybe not as big as the Logan Paul's of the world, but we have a platform too. I forget all the time. Um, you know, to be very frank, our podcast is not huge, but like this is still a platform. Mm-hmm. And 
And it's important to me and I know it's important to you. And if we didn't use it for the things that we deemed important, I think we're doing it a disservice. I agree. Well said. Well Thank said. Thank you. <laughs> if I could hug you right now, I would. Hell yeah. <laughs> Once this bullshit COVID crap's over and I'm vaccinated or something. <laughs> right. Bet your ass I'm coming to St. Louis. <laughs> I'll, shit, I'll come down to Atlanta. It's, a, it's, it's high on the list, you know? <laughs> I'm glad that we got to talk about this today, though, because it's really been weighing heavy on my heart, your heart, everybody's heart. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, honestly, like, feel free to reach out to us even directly, um, Mm -hmm. Twitter, uh, Discord, you know, anything. So, uh, our streams, you know, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I, I condemn, um you know, political talking to a, you know, to a certain extent, but like, this isn't, this isn't that, um, mm-hmm. obviously, like, like we said earlier, there are people that are taking this in a political stance, us versus them, whatever the fuck bullshit nonsense that they're on. Yeah. Um, come in, come in and talk, come in, you know, seriously. It so. really is a safe base to voice your thoughts without being immediately shot down Mm -hmm. because there are some people who don't want this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not those people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's uh, it again, it was just very refreshing to see some people that, you know, felt a certain something in a positive light, but we're just sort of like, maybe a little silent. They weren't expressing themselves so freely on their social platforms or maybe expressing themselves so freely to friends and family or whatever it may be. But like now we are, you know, um, uh, people are not silent now and it's, uh, it's good. It's good. So have some conversations Absolutely. as, as simple and stupid as that sounds. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know we're a little under time, but do you have anything else that you would like to throw in? I feel like we have given all of our little little brain thoughts that we can right now. And just so you guys know, this podcast is being recorded on June 4th, but is post-dated in the day that we upload it. So... Yeah, good. Just know that we're we're trying to be as relevant as we can, but the po- the podcast is post dated. Yeah, exactly. Like that is a very good thing to mention, um, because it'll it'll feel like you know if you listen to this on the date that it's posted, you'll be like, well, this happened last week and the week before that, and so yeah, uh, we we yeah we want to just inform you guys that yeah for sure. So yeah, I think that's all my thoughts. If if there's anything else you want to add. No, I, I, I definitely, you know, I, I feel like I hit home on, on the whole having a conversation at very least type of thing. Um, yeah. Be safe if you're out there protesting. Seriously. Like, I mean, even just having a mask is huge. There are a lot of resources that are being shared from Hong Kong protesters on how they've dealt with people specifically police doing crowd control and how you can protect yourself against that. Yeah, definitely. That's 
probably a really valuable resource, I would have to they, imagine. Because, again, they've been at it for months. Yes. Months. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I saw people, like, tear gas was being, like, the little, like, canister grenade type things were being thrown. And they put, like, a traffic cone over it and pour water in there and nullify it. That's cool. Uh, I didn't know that that was a tactic. But I, I didn't know either. I did not know either. So. so things like that could really, if you're out there, please, please be safe. COVID is still a thing. Yeah. Um, just be careful. Yeah. In general, in general, for sure. All right. Well, let's okay, cool. wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. If you've made it this far, you're our kind of people. And I really, I really appreciate you having this conversation with us. Please feel free to reach out to us on any platform. Leave a comment, a DM, anything. If you are someone that needs to talk to somebody about this, we are open ears. Absolutely. So thank you for listening, guys. We do put out podcasts every single Wednesday. And uh, sorry, my brain's a little frazzled. You can find us on YouTube and Spotify patreon if you would like to support us thank you guys so much and be safe thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts seriously we love you guys bye, bye.